0: And a P already. Gus, go
1: with the theme song.
2: No, I don't do that.
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> turn off the ringer. Burning it's dude. a fucking button.
0: Push it. You don't have to defend a time machine and go back and kill Elton and <laughs> Bell. Just fucking turn off the goddamn phone. That is fucking awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: <gabbing. laughs> Pepperware. sloppy. Pussy.
2: Hey, it's a podcast. Hey, so it is. How are you doing, Jeff?
0: I'm okay, man. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. You look, uh, you look terrible. Thanks, man. Uh, Bernie did this cool thing to me. Well, the night before, at last, I stayed up till like four in the morning helping Griffin do something for
2: her career. Sex stuff? Yeah. And, no, dude, I wish. Um, and,
0: uh, and, and we're married. We don't, there's no sex stuff. Oh, okay. Stuff.
2: It was just for a career,
0: you said. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's a good point. <laughs>
0: uh, and then, uh, last night, at about, I was working on, uh, some Bioshock videos. And then at about 11 o'clock, Bernie messaged me and said, hey, um, can you, uh, can you proof a video for me in about forty five minutes? And I was like, Oh shit, I was about to go to bed. And I was like, Yeah, yeah no problem. The dude's at work; he's busting his ass. Yeah, I'll I'll stay up and proof it. And then at about like I don't know eleven forty five, he goes, It'll be like another half hour. And I'm like, Okay. And then at like twelve forty five, he goes, Another fifteen minutes. And I go, Okay. You see, you're in the
1: slippery slope.
0: And then at like one forty five, he just logged off. And so I just went to bed. So I stayed up till two last night, waiting to prove a video that never showed up.
2: I, I wish he was here to defend himself, but for the third week in a row, he, he he's, <laughs> he's bailed on us. I think ever since he had that conversation about uh, late night television, <laughs> he's been afraid <laughs> to show his face here on the uh, the podcast again. That might be it. I don't know. We we ran him off. yeah uh, for shame. I what heard a,
1: that was a, an impassioned conversation.
2: Yeah, it it, it definitely was. How about? What about you, Joel? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, nothing going on. At really?
2: All? That, that's like a first for you, isn't it?
1: It is a first for me. I would like to get the Guitar Hero version of that intro, though. (laughs) If we could figure that one out, that would be pretty awesome.
2: I wonder what he would call that song. What's it called? Um, Let me look. I I rename them all when I get them, so I know what I'm doing. He didn't call it anything. He called it RT Intro Edit. It's by Josh Clark, who Holy Sticks (laughs) HolySticks04. S-T-I-X. Oh, of course.
1: It sounds like you guys were uh, a little less than impressed with the last night's Lost. Is that right? Do, do we want to get into that? <laughs> well, here uh, we had to mention it. More. It was uh, a, <laughs> it, it was
2: slow. I'm, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of exposition going on right now. I'll say this:
1: I, I don't
0: want to spend another 20 minutes talking about Lost in the podcast, especially because there wasn't 20 minutes worth of stuff to talk about in last night's episode. Mm-hmm. But hey, we have what 15 episodes to go in the whole series and a lot of unanswered questions to tie up right i think it will mm-hmm. so why not address something in the episode <laughs> that was the most boring rambling not a goddamn thing happened episode i've seen in at least probably two seasons
1: how many episodes do you think have that you've seen of Lost it just had no payoff whatsoever it was just well when shit, i was watching I it know.
2: initially you know when i watched the first the first time through when the first season was airing I kind of felt like that. I felt like a lot of stuff was just slow, and nothing was resolving, nothing was happening. And I was really on the fence about the show the whole first season. Uh, but, like, looking back now and watching it, I love it. Really? You know, I I, it, I think it's, it's fantastic. It's one of the better seasons. So I wonder if I'm just too close to it now, like I was to the first season when that was airing.
0: Let me ask you a question. What was the best thing to come out of last night's episode to you? I
2: think the best thing in last night's episode was when Jack swallows the pill, and the dude tries to get him to, like, the dude goes from, like, being very cool and collected to like all of a sudden panicking and trying, yeah. to, be, trying to beat it out of him. That was kind of cool. Were you excited to see Claire return? Um, it was interesting to see Claire return. I was under the impression we wouldn't see her again on the island. No, I kind of always assumed we would. You figure that like I
0: mean, you get the impression that she's an agent of the bad guy, right? Right, a Man in Black, and that he's going to be amassing some sort of army for a final showdown. So
2: then, was Jack's dad also yeah. working for the bad guy? Yeah. But they were, or, in, but, or, he, or he was the bad guy. But they were in Jacob's cabin.
0: See, yeah, but Jacob's cabin. They were in Jacob's cabin, and when they went and found them, they saw that that the what's that, the, like the silt or the yeah. dust or whatever that they circled the cabin with had been broken, mm. and that's what that's how they were able to be. And there. is that why? Locke heard the whisper of "Help me." Yeah, and also I think that I think Jack's dad it was actually the Man in Black. At least that's always the impression I got because he can they can essentially inhabit any dead people, right? Hmm. Which is why they were scared that Saeed had been turned, mm-hmm. essentially, in the episode. And I guess maybe he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's at least why I always understood that they were in the cabin, and that's why they burned the cabin down at some point.
2: When when we were watching last night, my wife had forgotten that. Claire was Jack's half sister. Oh, really? Like that was like a she was like who's, you know, who's your who's his sister? Who is that? Hmm. I was like it's Claire. So we'll see. I think yeah. I think they're they <laughs> I think they're starting to bring things back together by re, like reminding people of things like that. I, I hope they go somewhere with the flash like the
0: sideways flashes because they're not doing anything for me. The sideways flashes? Oh, like the alternate uh yeah. alternate reality. Yeah. I don't know what else to call present? them. They're not flash forward, they're not flash backwards, but they're like Flash. As the you, Prime. Flash left. As you guys
1: right. talk about this, I can only think that if only there was a way to combine Fallout and Lost into one thing, then we could really have a conversation. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid sometimes when I'm talking about Lost, that it sounds like I'm
2: talking about a soap opera. Like, oh, Claire's really his long lost half sister. It sounds like and, that. It and is, buddy. It is a soap I opera. Know. <laughs> and and so and so's got amnesia, but they're <laughs> in a coma. <laughs> a clu- and they're yeah, pregnant. <laughs> and,
1: and Locke's not really dead. <laughs>
2: hey God, I'm watching Guiding Light, aren't I? Yeah, it's pretty just, much. I, I, I've Gu- been I've been lying to
1: myself for the past six years. It's guiding Light with special effects and guns. <laughs> That's all it is. I don't know how people feel. I'm going to change the subject. I don't know how people feel about the iPad um, very much. is like going back and forth. I know that Gus had a strong feeling about the iPod when it came out, and I think you were right on. But apparently Disney had its conference call last night, and if you got like a nickel for every time that Disney brought up the term iPad, you'd be a millionaire. Well, they call, really? That,
2: that's synergy, Joel. That's that's, <laughs> that's 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 the, that's the whole Pixar Apple connection. It's yeah.
1: concerning how much they are in love with the iPad and how much they think that it's going to be the thing, and how much they're writing their content to be applied to this thing.
2: When the iPod first came out, I remember I, I may have even talked about this on on the on the podcast. You know, everyone on Slashdot was talking about what a piece of shit it was and how it was overpriced. And you know, I had some comments in there talking about how I you know all these people were missing the point. It was fantastic. You know, it's going to be a huge piece of technology. Going to change everything. I don't feel that way about the iPad, but I'm reserving judgment until I get my hands on one.
1: It seems like uh, every time a little piece of technology comes out, it's like, wait till you see the ESPN application for this. It's going to be great. And every single one of them, like, fails just about. But, mm-hmm. again, last night Disney was touting, wait till you see this ESPN app that you can have for the iPad. It's going to be great. That's also synergy. Uh You know, I'm, I'm – I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna.
2: I'm not gonna say too much bad about it until I actually use one and see what it's capable.
1: of. Obviously, if they can do for video what they did for audio through a device, it will be, you know, huge. The question is, you know, can they make that happen?
0: I'm buying one on day one, are so you? you guys are more than welcome to use mine. Yeah, because uh, I would. This was 2010 was going to be the year that I bought an e-reader anyway. And it's, it's like a hundred bucks more expensive than a Kindle.
1: And you have a Kindle, right?
0: I don't have a Kindle yet. But it. I was, there's a, there's a bunch, there's like five new e-readers that are gonna hit the market this year that are all pretty cool. And so I was gonna get one of those. And, uh, I figured, fuck it, I'll just lay down another hundred bucks and buy an iPad. And then I'm gonna give it to Griffin because she does a lot of, uh, she does design work, you know, like right. designing sets and stuff for plays, right? and she always has to go to meetings and borrow my laptop, and she's always having to sketch on pieces of paper to show people stuff, and this, you know, it has this that application
1: brushes for her, do you so know, she can just sketch right on are, the screen and show. perfect. I, yeah. do, do you know a single person that has a Kindle that doesn't love it?
0: No. Uh, well, I only know Bernie is the only person I know that has a Kindle, but he loves his. Yeah,
1: every person that I know that has a Kindle loves it.
0: Are you going to get the Wi-Fi or the 3G one? Uh, I'm going to get the Wi-Fi one, because I don't mm-hmm. think Griffin, uh, I, I don't intend to pay, 3 and I don't think it would get used anyway. And uh, honestly, where do we go that we don't we can't connect to Wi-Fi in Austin anyway?
2: It's true for the most part. And, when I had my when I had my iPod Touch, there were places I wish. I and don't you get free AT and T Wi-Fi? Yeah, you can connect to at and well, Wi-Fi hotspots for. So free. even if we're like in the airport or whatever, we are yeah. probably fine. Uh, not in the Austin airport or most airports. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah.
1: They, don't, they don't like that. a version of the iPad that has capabilities of doing Wi-Fi and 3G. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, okay, they yeah. do. Yeah, it it's an extra hundred dollars. Yeah,
2: the 3G version also has Wi-Fi.
1: I see. Okay, yeah, that makes sense.
0: But I just I don't I don't think I would use the 3G very often. And the the few times that I would need it, I could probably just use my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Which already has 3G, so I don't see I don't see a reason to pay an extra twenty dollars a month.
2: Is, does the iPad have Bluetooth? Do you know? Like, in, I have no in eventually, idea. when you can tether your iPhone, you know, thanks AT and T, when you can eventually tether your iPhone, will you be able to tether it to your iPad? I I, I mean that would make sense, right? Why wouldn't you be able to? Because AT and T is a piece of shit. and Even though know, they promised <laughs> you able to do that last summer, you still can't do it. It's true. We'll see, huh? Uh, I'm trying to see if I don't. I don't know that it has Bluetooth necessarily. I don't know what you would use Bluetooth on it for. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. No, it does have Bluetooth 2.1 and EDR. I'm
0: pretty excited about it, though. I don't if it, if it wasn't for my wife, I don't think I would buy one just because I don't I don't think I would use it enough. But I'm excited to see how much she uses it, and then I can just borrow it and you know see how cool it is. Sure. Because if it's as cool as they as they say it's going to be, and I've learned to trust Apple over the years, yeah, you know, for the most part. So I don't know. There's a there's a couple of missteps. There's a, there's in there. a few missteps. What I mean, about the
1: the TV thing?
0: Apple TV. I
2: don't know if I'd consider. it... Yeah, I'd kind of a misstep. The, I don't know. Would what you, do you think? Us? Apple TV is stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I should I should explain before I just write stuff off like that. Um, they're they're doing stuff to fix it. I felt like Apple TV got off on the wrong foot because they were the initial models when it first came out. You couldn't do HD, mm-hmm. um, and that was you know that was. Re- I didn't understand that. I remember you and I went, the
0: uh, as soon as they got them in the Apple Store, you and I went up to check them out, and it looked like shit.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's terrible. And they've done a lot of stuff. You know, they fixed that, and the new software works a lot better. They just need to integrate the PC experience more so Dude. that you can use it as a standalone as opposed to, like, needing... To get your media off of a computer or an iPod or something. If they pipe Hulu
0: into the Apple TV, I'll buy one that day.
2: Yeah, if they could pipe it, you know. I'll buy two. Or if they could use, you know, what are those programs? Like, Boxy? I think, does that? Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of those. But But, uh, this iPad looks like you can, I guess they've got a case for it and a keyboard you can plug into it and all kinds of shit. When's it coming out? uh, March, I think. The Wi-Fi version comes out in March.
0: I think the 3G version comes out in April. Yeah. So I'll be getting it in like three weeks, maybe.
2: Yeah. So, I'm curious to see how that processor of theirs works out. Oh yeah, their uh, custom built A 4
0: processor. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I hope
2: I hope it's not a dud. Well, I, for on, uh, for your sake, I hope it's not a
0: dud. Either. I mean, even if it is kind of a dud, it'll the reason I'm buying it. I think it'll still get it'll be used appropriately mm-hmm. in my household, so it's gonna work regardless. But my, my
2: wife hates it. Does she really? She will not. Every time she sees it or she sees someone talking about it, she will not talk about how stupid it is. That's and the, I always keep saying, just calm down. She has an iPhone. I was like, your, your iPhone's fine. That seems she, her, to be... her, her big deal is, she, like, let's say you have an iPad, right? Yeah. She says, how, she wants to be able to prop it up and type on it. She yeah. doesn't understand you why, do you would, why you would look down and type or why you would hold it up and type. But you can do that. They sell a docking bay for yeah, it. Yeah, but just the device itself should be able to do that. I, I, but your iPhone doesn't... Yeah, but your iPhone fits like this in the palm of your hand. The iPad's a little too big for that.
0: Yeah, but... I, I, I can
2: see her point on that. I guess, but most tablets are, are, you know, same thing. Yeah, all e-readers are like that. You can't type, you can't prop up a Kindle. Yeah, but this is more than an e-reader. They're not touting it as an e-reader. I, and and tablets have, you know, a lot more like handwriting recognition stuff, which is dumb. I'm glad they don't have that.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, not, that. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sold on it either, just because it's like you know the iPod, iPhone, something that can fit in your pocket and you can take with you, and it has all these full capabilities. That works. Uh, I don't see people carrying around. Dude. I, unless, you know, if there's a way that you can have a device that fits in your pocket and then, like, it somehow projects a screen that's large, that's... Or it folds out. Or know. it folds out.
2: Like, you, it's an iPad out. that folds down to the size <laughs> of an iPhone, and it's you're like, like
1: hold for, on. For, for, for years, I heard the rumor about, like, how uh, Apple was coming up with this technology that it would basically project a keyboard, like a light. It would project a light right. keyboard, and you'd type on that, and that's how it would work. I, I've
2: or, seen those keyboards before. did they work? Th- those keyboards exist. They... It, they're they're kind of hard. Like they're a little slower than you would expect because I would expect there's no tactile to be, feedback. I would expect it
1: to be pretty slow, actually. <laughs> so. L-
2: like it's it's weird to type and not have you know the tactile fe- uh, feedback from a keyboard.
1: It's almost like they would have to like you know have those fake sound clicks right. every time just to, like process it correctly.
0: I think that that thing will come in handy on trips too. I mean, we travel a lot, and I think that'll be a lot of fun on a plane. Yeah, the battery life is, is great. It's fantastic. To watch and I don't always want to lug my laptop around, you know. That's how much does that thing weigh? It's like two pounds or something uh, crazy. One point five pounds. One point five pounds. That's perfect.
1: 0.68 kilograms for I the rest of the I world. Can't, I can uh, picture myself on a trip where I'm not gonna take my laptop though. So it's like a thing where it's like, well now I'm taking my laptop and this iPad. I thing. would
0: that that could replace my laptop in a second. As long cause as long as you can get on yeah, well, Safari and check your mail. Joel and I go on daddy trips and do work. Well, so I've we been need on our laptop. I've been on those daddy trips. And that thing does what
2: I guess if you wanted to do editing on your laptop, there would be that, or transfer files. I guess it, it, it's it's limited. It can't it can't do it can it can't replace a laptop
1: for. I want a, I want an i editing station that's a portable editing station that also can have an FTP and <laughs> all the functionality. <laughs> that's what I want. So you want your laptop, for the everyday consumer. You got one it's a MacBook Pro. Yay. You got a MacBook Pro. Yay. Yeah, I, I went with you when you
2: bought it.
0: Yay!
1: <laughs> so Jeff, you're playing Bioshock Two right now.
0: Yeah, I'm playing the hell out of it. What do you think about that? Uh, it's a lot like Bioshock One. Did you play Bioshock One? Yes. Did you like it? Uh,
1: I did. Eh.
0: Then you would have probably be. Eh, uh, my my only
1: feeling about Bioshock was I remember it won the Game of the Year when it came out. Like, yes, for it the did. Video. Is there any? Is there any connection between that show, the video game awards, and video games? Have you guys? Like huh? found a single the VGAs. Single, oh. Have you found a single connection between the VGAs and video games? Um, they show oh. video game trailers. <laughs> I, I, don't That's know. About it. I mean, they have fake exclusive me. trailers. <laughs> what I don't get is like
2: all these games get like Game of the Year or whatever. Who awards that? Because there's like five games of the year. Like there's like five different games that will come out and have like Game of the Year edition.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, all you have to do is get a magazine to call you Game of the Year, right? Like GameSpot calls yeah. you Game of the Year, you get to be Game of the Year, and you get to put it on your on your box art, I guess. I guess
2: so. We, there needs to be a standard. I agree with that. I do. There needs to be like a ratings board, like 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 a a governing body. Yeah, right.
0: Like I guess that's what the VJs are trying to be. (laughs) Give me the ESRV
1: game of the year. There was no punching in this game. This This is our game of the year.
2: (laughs) I'm surprised they made a sequel to Bioshock. I really am. I felt like the original Bioshock wrapped up so neatly and was like a self-contained package. I don't, kn- and I haven't played and, Bioshock Two. I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet.
1: It's, I hope it's not a spoiler if I say, you know, you're you're right. They wrapped it up so good, it's like they had to go forward in time.
0: Right? Story makes sense. Does it? I think so. I think mm. it, it it makes it's written in a way that makes it feel consistent and also.
1: uh I don't, I don't know if necessary is the word, but, like, it doesn't feel like a stretch to me. I don't think that it's possible. If if someone produces a video game and it makes X amount of dollars, it's not possible to not have a sequel. No, absolutely. Like, you know what I the mean? Day, whether it's good or not, they're the, going to make it.
0: The day that Bioshock got Game of the Year, you had to know. Hell, the day it sold a million copies, you had to know there'd be a sequel. Absolutely. Of course. And there's, I get news for you. There'll be a Bioshock 3, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Just like there's going to be...
1: Um, Mass Effect three and Fallout 4. unless unless Bioshock two doesn't do well, but it probably would. it probably will do
2: well. It's do, it's going it's doing well. I'm concerned it. about um, and I haven't really played the multiplayer either. You know, we we worked on yeah. a commercial spot and, uh, we, for the game and we, we we used multiplayer to make that commercial. We spent, like but that's not really several, playing the game. We
1: spent several days within the multiplayer and the entire time we spent looking at a fish. Yeah, we so, were we were looking yeah. at a fish. <laughs>
0: well, that's the problem with the kind of work we do. You know. Know. Yeah, so I have no. We idea. play video games, but we don't play them. The right, fish, right. by the way, is
1: awesome. And we, I, uh, and we also come
2: up with like our own names for levels that don't have anything to do with the actual <laughs> names it's like let's go let's go to let's go to Blanche's apartment okay it's like what, what level is that i think it's mercury suites is what it's actually Wait, dude, we, are,
1: we are experts at coming up <laughs> with our own time even for the shorts we've got like four <laughs> titles for each short that make total sense to all of us but when you go to the site it's not titled any of those titles
0: <laughs> i uh i haven't i haven't had the opportunity to play the multiplayer yet but i hear it's really really good mm-hmm. everything i've read about it is that the multiplayer really shines but as far as single player, the only really di- the only real difference from BioShock 1 is that the hacking is easier. Like they really dumb down the hacking so you don't spend all day turning those little fucking tubes. Really right. that's which that's, is much appreciated. That's
1: really weird to me. like to me this is so dumb. To me that was like my favorite part of the oh, game. Oh really? That got so old so quickly. <laughs> like remember man. the we- there was a there was a little uh, game uh with the pipes called Wet works that was like from the 80s or something, or from the 90, early 90s, that they just incorporated into that game. Oh, really? I don't, you know don't what remember. You talking about it? No, like, I don't remember you, that. Really?
0: No. You might have made that game up. No, <laughs> like, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, dude. I played that thing. Once I'm sure. I'm sure in your head you played it. <laughs> oh my god! Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. So
1: many <bang> me up.
0: <laughs> but uh, but no, it's just like it's like a. It kind of reminds me of Mass Effect Two, in that like they basically took Ma- Bioshock One and streamlined it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like the game feels like it plays faster. I don't feel like I'm spending as much time running around searching for shit like I did in Bioshock One. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It's not as. It's a lot more linear than Bioshock One was. Like in Bioshock One, you could pretty much explore the entire map at any point.
2: And uh that's not, definitely not
0: the case in Bioshock Two. I, I
2: have to disagree with you. I don't think you can explore the entire map at any given point necessarily. Well, you could uh, you could go back and around and stuff. You didn't have to go like necessarily in the right yeah, order. Yeah,
1: they had a big open map, and it was like you're an yeah. A. You have to go unlock X before you can get to B. Mm-hmm. Bioshock
0: Two, it's once you clear a level, you're done. You can't go back. Oh, really? It's over. Yeah, and so it's like super linear. And I didn't, I don't get the feeling like in the level design so far. I'm only like three or four levels in. Like, I would get to a world, like a level in Bioshock, and uh, I'd be like, where the fuck do I go again? There's like 12 doors to go through, and I'd always feel like I was missing stuff. I don't feel like that at all in Bioshock I-,
2: I liked the map in Bioshock 1, the way, like, when you pulled it up, the the icons they used to denote the different things. Like I Still nev- have that. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that was done well. Like, I never had to look at the key to figure it out. Like, oh, there's a clown face here. That means the Circus of Values is there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But I will uh-huh. say, if Bioshock 1 didn't blow you away, I don't
0: think Bioshock 2 will. It's just a, a slightly faster well, like it's like more streamlined
2: version of the first one now to jump to the other side and play the other side of the coin i hear that the story picks up and really gets good at the very end though
0: I, yeah that's what i've have read too i i don't know what that would be but i so far i'm really enjoying the story they have um you know, I'm collecting audio logs mm-hmm. to do videos for Achievement Hunter, and there's like 124 or so in there. Mm-hmm. And the audio logs, I didn't pay any attention to them in the first one. I collected them and didn't listen to them. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, like, little side stories going on in Bioshock 2 that are all pretty interesting. Like, I actually look forward to listening to the audio logs.
2: Yeah, the first time I played through Bioshock, I didn't pay attention to audio logs either. But I just replayed through it, you know, last month to get ready for Bioshock 2. And I, pl- I paid attention to all the audio logs this time around. And, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on that you can miss. If you're not paying Sometimes attention, that's so to
1: them. funny. It's like I had the exact same experience, you know, where it's just like mm-hmm. going through, I'm just not, just didn't listen to them, you know. It's so that's so weird.
0: That's, that's the same thing as like essentially like with Mass Effect Two and most of the Bioware uh, action RPG games. I would always just like to get through the te- get through the word, you know, the text trees as quickly as I can to get back to fighting. And Mass Effect Two, I've watched every scene and I've I've enjoyed every conversation. Yeah, I've
2: already finished Mass Effect Two twice. Once as a Paragon. Once as a Renegade. And I'm starting my third and fourth playthroughs right now. How, how's the ending? Um, it's good. <laughs> uh, it's you know it's it's dark. You know when Mass Effect One came out, they said they wanted you know to make a trilogy and have three games. So you know, like Empire Strikes Back, the middle is always going to be kind of dark. So the game ends kind of on an up note, but kind of on a bigger down note, if that makes sense. Um. So I'm really looking forward to the next one. I I will say I'm
0: excited to get through Bioshock so I can get back to playing Mass Effect for fun. And then once you finish Mass Effect, you can get back to Fallout. Yeah, and then I get back to Fallout, right? God, you're never digging yourself out of this hole. No, and it's it's impossible. And they just keep announcing games, and they keep piling it on. Like they just announced a new Ghost Recon is coming out this mm-hmm. year, and fucking Assassin's Creed Three is coming out next spring, and a new a new Mass Effect in some way next spring. New Medal of Honor this summer. New Medal of Honor this summer. That um, we knew about that, but
2: uh yeah, but they just cemented it up that it was yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. this year.
0: Lego Star Wars comes out this year. Lego mm-hmm. Star Wars Three. God, it's just like every day there's a new game announcement. Whatever happened, much.
2: I, whatever happened to that Ubisoft game, I'm Still Alive? Is that what it was called? Uh, I'm Alive. I'm Alive, whatever. yeah.
0: Yeah, that got pushed to next year, I think.
2: Oh, did it? That's too bad. I yeah. saw the trailer for that last year. I thought it was I thought it was coming we, out last year. Yeah, we saw the trailer at E3 last year, right? Huh.
1: I think.
0: And, uh, yeah, there's just like, and hell, in the next couple weeks, we still have Splinter Cell coming up pretty soon. Oh, yeah. That's Red Dead Redemption is April. coming out really yeah, soon.
2: Yeah. Man, Battlefield, Battlefield Bad Company 2 is on its way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. You know, speaking of bad company, I was in kind of a lull recently um, where I didn't know what game to play. So I've been playing a lot of Battlefield 1943 again. Oh yeah, it's
0: a lot of fun. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's, it's a good game. Battlefield 1943. It's on sale this week, I think. Yeah, I think on it is. Xbox Live. Oh, that's
2: right. It's uh, like ten bucks this week. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't get it the first time, I'd highly recommend uh, picking that up. Maybe the
0: best arcade
2: game. On the 360. I think
0: so. That or Shadow Complex, I would say. Ooh. It's Shadow good. Complex is so
2: good, man. I do also like Pac-Man CE, though. Pac-Man CE was a lot of fun. So that's, that's a different, different I feel like caliber of a, game, I feel though.
1: like that was the first game where I reached the limit of the controller on the Xbox, where I just couldn't interface with it. I remember that. You had a lot Pac- of trouble
0: with Pac-Man CE. <sighs> he, that little Pac-Man never went the direction you wanted him to go.
1: Yeah. You know, And it's funny, because I feel like I still have the same experience in, in Modern Warfare, too, <laughs> where it's like, for some reason, someone walks up, shoots Joel... Joel then stabs at the air because I always mash down on that left god fricking stick every <laughs> single frickin' time. I, I really I don't like the functionality of clicking down a left. I'm too. I got too much tension. In yeah. My- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's another one. They announced another, another fucking Dragon Age next spring oh, as yeah, well, track, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I haven't even played the first one yet.
1: Should I go back and play that? Yeah, totally. It's like I feel like we're almost getting to the point now where it's like games are good enough where it's like okay, if I didn't play Mass Effect One, it's like if I play Mass Effect Two and I like it, it's almost like well, I'm going to go back and buy Mass Effect One. Yeah. Like, and the fall off isn't in terms of you know graphics and the same, it's not that much, you know. Well, we're so already it's totally playable.
0: What are we six? How far into the, the Xbox are we? The 360.
2: Six years? Five uh, years? Four, a little over four years. It launched in November of '05, so we are four years and three months in. Wow. Oh, I can look at my hoodie to tell me. <laughs> there you it go. launched November 21st, 2005. There you go. You
1: know, is there any is there any talk of a new the next generation of PlayStation? Nope.
2: Not till uh, what did they say, 2012 at the earliest? Yeah, they're 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 trying to get the most they can out of the current hardware.
0: I
1: think I read somewhere that they want
0: a 10-year cycle, which mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with, man. Cuz like Joel said, it's like uh, the Xbox 360 and I guess the PS3 are good enough that I don't feel any technical limitations. I don't feel any graphical limitations. I just I love the system and I just want to keep. I just want them to keep developing games for this. Yeah, Xbox. Un-
2: until you see the tech demos for the I next guess, generation, and then you're yeah. like, holy shit, the, the stuff I'm playing looks like absolute crap.
0: Yeah, I guess those tech demos never when's never la- turn out to be. the last thing that you've you seen where now? it's
1: like, wow, that that, that is just graphic, graphically graphically a next generation step.
0: There was a demo for when like the, I
1: feel like that happened like five six years ago when we went to the like you'd see things were like, oh my god, you know, I haven't felt that in a while long- is it me? I don't
0: know. There was this demo for the PS3 before the PS3 came out of this like Uncharted 2 style third person shooter game where you were like in a desert and you were fighting dudes and you slid over a car. Do you remember this this trailer, Gus? Yeah. It was like the coolest looking game, and I remember thinking like, Wow, that's the best looking video game I've ever seen. It was like it was like playing
2: a cutscene to the nth degree.
0: And then they just canceled the game. I don't yeah. even remember
2: the name of the that's, game. Uh, we, saw that, we saw that demo at E3, and that's when Steven Spielberg was sitting next to oh, us. Oh, yeah, we sat next to Steven Spielberg. But,
0: yeah, that's the last time I felt like that. And then, you know, they just do that. I don't even. They're, they're, that game may have never actually been in development. They may have just made a cool trailer to show that, to show off the PS3. That and Final
2: then, Fantasy VII, like, remake in the PS3 engine was pretty cool. It was just like a tech demo, though. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah, ever saw that. I did see that. But, you know, everyone's, you know, so nostalgic for Final Fantasy VII. The, uh, the you know when the original Xbox got launched, they had that tech demo. I don't know if you remember it of like that that uh, that girl walking alongside the robot, moving, and the robot was moving. Bill Gates did the unveiling on that. I don't remember that. There's like a giant mech standing next to her. Hmm. I'll I'll, I'll put that in the link down. Yeah, I don't know. I do remember there being a
0: trailer for an xbox game when the xbox was on its way out that was kind of like something void maybe not dark void but some and it was like a futuristic sci-fi like mech kind of shooter that also looked really cool and trailery or like really cutscene and then that
2: game never came out either i think out either. you're talking uh, that might be duality that you're talking about is it which was a game that got canceled yeah I'll 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 put it in the link up and you can tell me whether or not that okay. was the game. We'll well, okay,
1: so I'm still waiting for Dungeon Keeper three, which it's probably not going to come out. <laughs> well, Tropical
2: three know. comes out next week, which I'm really excited about. And if Tropical three is coming out next week, what's to keep them from making a Dungeon Keeper three? There
0: you
1: go. Because those are those like, Tropical
2: two and Dungeon Keeper two came out like more or less the same time. I Or, thought or that was the
1: greatest game ever. I thought that was a. I the Dungeon Keeper was the greatest game ever.
0: Or that game, uh, what was it called? Wetworks with the pipes. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. I saw the graphical it looks awesome,
1: dude. The water is so the real. The tech demo
2: for Wetworks too was incredible.
1: <laughs> Which is funny to me because I think I actually got the name of that game correct too, and you're still not believing me. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you guys can
2: find it for the link dump. Uh, I hope so. <laughs>
1: I played it on my palm phone. You know... (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, oh God, like crazy.
2: You know, uh, I forgot... I I should have brought this up right a second ago when we were talking about the original Xbox tech demo. You know, Xbox Live for the original Xbox is getting turned off April 15th.
0: That's true. Yeah, finally.
2: finally. Say that again? The the original Xbox will no longer be able to connect to Xbox Live effective April 15th. Also, if you play original Xbox games in your 360, those won't be able to have live functionality anymore. Halo 2? Nope. (laughs) Nope. So as a result... Bungie wants everyone to get together on um, April 14th and play Halo 2 for the last time because it's the last time we'll be able to play on Xbox Live. I think
0: that's a great idea. I think that'll be fun. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally going to do that. I can't it's remember the
2: last time I played um,
0: Halo, Halo 2. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while.
1: If you haven't gotten all your achievements, yeah, there, are. Are no there are achievements aren't any in Halo
0: achievements. 2. It's an, oh, <laughs> it's an Xbox One right. game. Well, Halo, Halo 2 PC has them.
1: Hey, I wonder how that's going to work.
0: Will they turn off? No, that's that's live for Windows. Or is that that's so totally different? Yeah, I think so. That's okay. different. Hmm.
1: God, that's so weird to me. Halo 2 didn't have achievements. Jesus. Yeah. It was a long time ago. <sighs> it's crazy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it was, a, it was
1: uh, a bad time for humanity, pre-achievements. Dark, dark ages. That was the last game where I could convince myself that I didn't totally, completely suck because there was no bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, were, I played at
0: Halo Two with you one time. I remember just fucking around in the office, and you beat me like forty to two. I hated you. That
1: was the one. That was the one. One of the very, very rare times where I'd actually played a game a lot, um, and I got lucky. But th- it was funny. It's because I, Jeff could, you know, ninety percent of the games out there he could beat me at. But it was so funny. They happened to be shooting a documentary. Oh that's, right. And we're that's like, right. How about we have you guys playing in the background? <laughs> and so somewhere there's a documentary. You just destroyed me. Jeff. it was so funny. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the thing. Like that goes to show you because it's like Jeff had been shooting machinima in the Halo 2 environment a lot, and I have been like playing it a shooting lot. Shooting in the Halo Two <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it's like filming and playing. Two different two different things.
2: Yeah, two totally yeah. different things. It's true. Um, I saw an article the other day that talked about the Australian Sensor Board uh has outlawed girls with small breasts from doing porn
0: why would why
2: they think that uh when women with small breasts do porn that it's um like fetishizing prepubescent girls that's the and underdeveloped girls that's so the weirdest th- thing i guess the australian classification board no longer allows women with a cups f- to be in porn
1: that's
0: that's just bizarre
2: that That country is fucking weird. Uh, Let's see, it says they ban mainstream pornography from showing women with eight-cup breasts, apparently on the grounds that they encourage pedophilia, in spite of the fact that there's a normal breast size for many adult women.
1: You know, now if we could only somehow ban male genitalia in porn, (laughs) that would be.
0: (laughs) That would be. Man, that's. What what what's next with those guys? Oh, I think they're already
1: banning
2: every video game to come out. They, they, Australia also banned pornographic depictions of female ejaculation. <laughs> 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 the censors branded it abhorrent. <laughs> Man, I, 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 that settles it. I can't live in Australia now. Yeah. Oh, wow, <laughs> I can't live without my female ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> I need my sloppy pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so gross. <laughs>
2: Oh man! But that's—I uh, I think I, I saw that last week, and I've been—I've been dying to bring that up on the on the podcast. Did you see any movies this weekend or
1: anything? Oh I, man! I don't think anyone can tell that. You know, <laughs> Joel's the, leave I, I'm
2: glad you asked. The other day, I watched The Invention of Lying. Finally, you oh, know that you Ricky were Gervais movie, that. Yeah, and we saw the trailers for. I guess late last year. Did you see that? No, i I'm, I'm not going to okay. see it now because I love Ricky Gervais. Right.
1: And
0: it's, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my See, life. See, this
1: is so disappointing to me, because I haven't seen it, Jeff hasn't seen it, but to me, the premise is like, what a great premise. Oh,
0: hilarious. When I saw that trailer, I thought, that dude's brilliant. That is a brilliant idea for a film. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a great idea. It's, it's poorly executed. You <laughs> Poor know, Jonah Hill's in that movie. Yeah. Jonah Hill's in everything. I, I didn't know he was in it until he made his appearance. It's uh, it's not very good. It... uh. I don't know. It's, it's not quite what I was expecting, I guess. It wasn't the lighthearted comedy I was looking for. Oh, well, that's too bad.
1: Well, it's like when they set down a precedent like that, immediately your brain goes, oh, they could do this, or they could do this, or they could do this, or they could do this. And then when they don't do that.
2: Yeah.
0: Man, speaking of comedy, have you been watching Saturday Night Live lately?
2: Yeah. I, 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 I normally watch it every week. I've kind of half-watched the last two weeks, though.
0: Man, I, I, for some reason they've been on lately. I, think. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 nah, I, yeah. the Sigourney I, Weaver episode I wasn't too into, and uh, some of this last week with Ashton Kutcher I didn't think it was that great. But they had a couple of skits that were just. I gotta disagree funny. with
2: you. I feel like you're, you're. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like we have. We're not running in the same like. Comedic circle right now For some reason You like, think so? Some of the stuff you find funny I, I just I find terrible Like that sports talk Alien thing Oh dude okay, that was okay. so funny okay. they, They've done that skit Like
1: five times It's always the same joke But I've seen every episode This season And I've never seen well, it Well apparently You haven't seen all of them That was that, that. was the first time I saw that alien thing I thought it was hysterical you Yeah know? it was Now, really now the funny. thing that Bernie linked With the Riley The Riley joke I don't get it well, that, bitch. That's the Fred
2: Armisen saying You bitch For ten minutes Oh, it. like the at the dinner
0: table. Yeah, that was not funny. That was terrible. Not funny. But no, like this last week they had uh, Kristen Wiig and Fred Armistead do that that uh, cu- that singing duo that show up on the news. Oh, they've and done that un- unprepared. They've done that. Yeah, before, I've seen too. them do that a couple times. But this week, this last week, it was. Did you see it? Yeah, what, what, it was so fucking funny. Fred Armistead just completely and totally cracked Kristen Wig up, she couldn't continue, and they both had to put their heads down, they were laughing so hard. I've never seen anybody bail on a joke. That's
2: actually when I turned SNL off, because they showed Keenan Thompson doing that Jean K. Jean, which I hate, and then then those two came out, and I was like, that's it, I'm not watching anymore, I I turned away at
0: that point. That was one of the funniest things I've I've seen on Saturday Live in a long, long, long time, and right after that, also that show, I think that maybe you and I are different in that I like really out there, bizarre comedy, Mm -hmm. and this show, Saturday Night Live is getting really weird, like the Burn Notice skit, you probably didn't see that. Because you turned, that was right. Yeah, that's after when the news. I turned off. Yeah. Like that was just so weird, and it was so funny because it was just such a bizarre premise. They had, a, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it, Joel? They had a, you know that TV show Burn, Burn, Burn Notice, notice yeah. on USA Channel? Only seen the commercials. Yeah, nobody knows what it's about, right? I couldn't tell <laughs> you what it's about. So they had a game show called What is Burn Notice, and all the contestants try to come up with like <laughs> anything to describe Burn Notice. They watch the, they watch like promos, and they're like, tell me one thing about the show from this promo, and nobody can do it. It's very, very, that's very a great, funny. That's kind of funny. Great concept. Yeah, and then right after that, they had uh, Andy Sandberg's Mitt Romney apology to Sarah Palin. Oh, no, that was uh, Emmanuel Rahm. Oh uh, manual Rama, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh Rama Manuel Rama Rama <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God damn it. And uh just old white dudes. I was closer than you were, <laughs> <shut> <laughs> up. you were. And uh and that was just like also very, 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 very funny. I don't know, those two skits alone made the whole episode. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, it sounds like I need
0: to get more in. They just do really weird stuff. Like the sports alien thing. Like, I don't know why Gus doesn't like it. That's such it's, a
2: weird premise. It's because they it's show so it so over and over. And I really hate Kenan Thompson. I just, anytime he's on the screen, it's just like nails on a chalkboard to me. He's one of the funniest people on the show. No. I love it's, him. It sounds like no, he's I, always I, trying to do a Bad funny. Bill Cosby See, impression I'm ri- of me.
1: I'm right in between you guys. See, because I thought the skit was hysterical. That guy, not as funny as probably someone else could have. Been. No. I don't know. But I think he's funny. I he's like him. Okay, yeah. I don't know. He's, a- he's really the, the alien guy to
0: me was hysterical. He's really grown on me. I think yeah. this might be one of the better casts they've ever had. Actually, really, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, everybody on that show is... I like, don't want to sound like I'm dumping on the show constantly.
0: I, I think they're all right. I dislike Fred Armistead in almost what? everything he does. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I but mean, he's the only one. I like everybody else on the show. Mm.
2: My wife always tells me I look like Fred Armisen.
0: That's not cool. <laughs> I know. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I will say that though. <laughs>
2: She's like, no, no. I think he's hot though, and I'm like, what?
0: That dude has an... That dude's like a chameleon, though. He can look like any like, ethnicity in, like, two
1: seconds. You're like, I don't what? know how he does it. You're like, what? What was that story? I can't remember if it was a Luke comic or someone had told me this or Jeff told me this or Gus went to a bar <laughs> some dude oh, was staring. Gus and, I, Gus and I
0: were in San Jose at the Cinnabar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some
1: dude was staring at Gus and staring at Gus and staring at Gus and staring at Gus. And staring at Gus. <laughs> Finally, at the end of the night, he comes up to Gus and he's like, what did you say? He goes,
2: well, I, I, I was trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah. He was playing pool and he was blocking the way and I walk up to him and I go, excuse me, I'm trying to get to the and bathroom. And the guy goes, hold on a second, hold on a second. I, I, I could do this every time. Half black, half Chinese. <laughs> no, he, he goes, half black, half Korean. Half Korean. And it? I was like, nope. <laughs> can I go to the bathroom now? But He's you know, like, I'm never wrong I thought, I
1: thought you were Japanese for the first year. I, knew I thought you. he was
2: Samoan when I met him. You I know what's Samoan. funny about that is the last time I went to New Zealand, uh, one night my wife Nico and I all went out to this um, bar that was down the street from where we were staying in Auckland. And uh, we walk in and they had it was like karaoke night at the bar or something. It's like a bunch of regulars. They're all going up and singing. And there was this one like real drunk Maori dude who was like at, standing at the bar next to me. And um, he turns to me and goes, uh, what are you, Mexican or something? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? How you? I was like, how did you know? He goes, oh, I can always tell. He's the only dude he's on the planet. the only planet. dude who's ever gotten it right. <laughs> I can always tell. That guy's a genius. Hey, so, uh, favorite Super Bowl commercial? Uh, Betty White. Uh, probably the Betty White one. <laughs> I didn't see the Betty White one. That's funny. It's a Snickers commercial. <laughs> it? it's, it's, <laughs> and and Betty White and Abe, Abe Abagoda. Abagoda. I love that. anything with Abe Pagoda.
1: Yeah. You I, gotta love Abe Bagoda. I'm proud that he's still alive. Go, Abe. Abe.
0: After that commercial, I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What about this, you, Joel? Who's your favorite? I saw I, I went back and like I didn't I tuned in to, like the third quarter of the Super Bowl, so I missed a lot of commercials, went on the internet and just sort of looked through some of them and there was a career builder commercial. Oh yeah, right. I thought that was hysterical.
2: Which which one was that? I mean it's the one it. where yeah, it's like Casual Friday's gone too far and like people no, are showing up like No no no,
1: no it's the one where oh. it's uh you know, how you know you hate your job. Oh you know, and I think it's probably like I've been doing this too long because it was an ad where Is they it? take like six shots and just repeat them again oh, and again. That was that was and from and last year. God damn, see how out of it it's I am? It's the one
2: where they punch a koala and the woman's screaming in the car. Oh, I'm a year yeah. behind. <laughs> that, <laughs> was last, a year that was last That was last year's Super Bowl commercial.
1: That's why I get to look it on the internet for Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> you, know, you know what I
2: think is funny? Uh, did you notice that in the Megan Fox Motorola commercial they used a hand double? Did they really? Yeah. No, I didn't notice. Because Megan Fox has those big Oh, yeah, she has, uh, yeah, thumbs, she has uh, yeah. And then on the close-up when she's using the phone, it's obviously like a hand model. <laughs> she's got tarred thumbs. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, using the phone instead of her. Uh.
0: Yeah, I, uh, overall I'd have to say it was a pretty weak year for Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Advertisers need to try a little harder. I agree. I thought that one... Most of the Doritos commercials were, I thought were, were just atrocious. Oh, but yeah. The one those were bad. The what one was, in the, the gym like, I thought was good. The one in the funny. gym was all right. Was that like yeah. a contest where where yeah.
1: people could... Yeah. Okay, well, that explains it. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, the one in the gym one I thought was pretty funny.
2: Oh, the the uh, Letterman commercial was pretty good. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to it. It was just... It was cool in the sense
1: that it was interesting
2: that
0: they were able to put those three people together
1: in a room. Yeah. And, let's you know.
2: not get into a detailed discussion about late night.
1: Right. And let's just... And Apparently I need to go back and listen to that podcast because <laughs> I guess that was a really It remote. almost, it almost ended the podcast. People, yeah, uh, Bernie and I both were very, uh, felt very passionately about the late night. I kept trying,
2: I kept trying to drive the topic somewhere else and I just kept getting dragged back in.
1: Yeah. I did my best. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I'm not even, you know, following most of this stuff, you know, but it's to me that they get, get Letterman and Leno on the same couch. With yeah. Oprah. With Oprah in between them. That's funny. Yeah. It was, How it did was they funny get Leno to agree to that?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a it's a win win for everybody involved, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. He's probably so, just trying to rehabilitate absolutely. his image and yeah. So why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I guess it
1: makes sense. Yeah, I don't
2: know. You know, um, you know how at airports now they're starting to install like these full body scanners, and there's like all this uh, outrage about it. People are scared mm-hmm. that you know they'll be able to save naked pictures of you because yeah. these scanners can see through your clothes and see all your junk and stuff. Save naked pictures.
1: <laughs> Has the public seen itself? <laughs> well,
2: you know, and and the 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 security side, you know, the airports always say that these uh, these machines don't save images; they just display them, and then immediately they're they're purged. And you're, you know, the person looking at the images isn't even in the same room as you. Well, I read a story that I guess some Bollywood superstar went through one of those full body scanning machines in London, and then like right after he went through, people were bringing up pictures, naked pictures of himself from the machine, just so he could autograph.
0: How uh mm-hmm. how, how how do you how awesome. was this, how it junk? That's awesome.
2: Uh, I don't know. I, there was, was no the picture, picture in the story. Like, what's his name? Shah Rukh Khan. I guess he was on some British television show Friday night with Johnson Ro- Jonathan Ross. <laughs> and he said that he went through security and right after... He, what, he, what did he say? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Something happens. He said, I was a little scared. Something happens inside the scans. And I came out. Then I saw these girls. They had these printouts. I looked at them. I thought there were some forms I had to fill. I said, give them to me and you could see everything inside so I, I autographed for them
0: if I was that dude I would have like dr- I would have extended my penis with a sharpie
2: and signed <laughs> that
1: <laughs> you would too I and mean, be awesome fuck it that'd be hilarious
2: so I can't believe you know after all this talk about how it's deleted right away that this dude goes through and they have fucking printouts when he comes through security How's I mean, that and problem? also that's how slow security is and they're handing like, them out <laughs> to people like, like he went through and they had time to like print out naked pictures of him so that while he was still there he could
1: uh, he could autograph them yeah that's really and the funny, the funny part of the story is that they don't tell you. Is the guy after him was actually carrying a bomb? <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, nobody knew all the way through, and <laughs> that, everybody was looking at Bollycock. <laughs> <laughs> Bollywood. Yeah. oh Hey-o.
2: Like penis wood. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, okay. Good. Make sure. Not like you know lumber wood. Right. Right. That, that'd be that'd be lame. No one wants to see that. No. Well, you know, I, I think it's odd that we haven't. You know, it's been a couple of weeks and we haven't talked about at all about the Oscar nominations. Well, uh, man, I, I'm
1: having trouble being excited about the. Oscars this year, is really? Sort of, sort of like, I don't,
0: I'm not down with that ten
1: fucking. 10 it's ten films for Best Picture. It's sort of like the NHL playoffs where they let almost everybody into the playoffs. Yeah,
0: right. It's like or the NBA too. It's like you've got what, like a if you make a film that makes over twenty million dollars, you've got like a forty percent chance that it's going to be nominated for Best Picture.
1: I guess so. That's like I don't know. It's funny too because like from a marketing standpoint, this is something that almost had to happen to like generate more cash flow for movies. <laughs> what we were we were nominated. Yeah, now we can re-release. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what? Uh, uh,
2: but something that we did talk about before the nominations came out is I'm surprised to see Up got nominated for Best Picture. I'm happy that it got nominated because I, you know, I, I was very adamant that it was impossible, it wouldn't happen, and I'm glad to see that I was proven wrong. Uh,
1: of all the Pixar movies, do you think where does Up stand? At best, all I really? Think. I yeah. don't. I don't really. What do you think the best Pixar movie is? Uh, the one in space. I think Wally. <laughs> I think Wally <laughs> is
2: better than Up, but I. Think think the incredibles might be my favorite
0: while wally i can say because I, I watch all those movies over and over again with my kid wally does not hold up to subsequent viewings very well really yeah it's a little slow and a little boring honestly and it doesn't pick up really until like the last 20 minutes and the thing about the thing about up is i had hands down the most emotional response to that movie out of all of them
2: yeah well up reminds you every 10 minutes that you need to be sad
0: yeah exactly i mean I, they just do a really good job with that it's, it's just a fun... It's a cool,
1: fun point yeah. of film. I like Incredibles a lot. The Incredibles is a lot of fun. Like, to me, like, Wally was a movie where it's like... I think it had, like, two lines of written dialogue. Yeah. And so, like, for some reason that made it more universal. Yeah. So, also, also...
2: But, I, I liked Wally more. I, I, I've seen it a couple times. I've seen a few subsequent viewings and I, I still think I, think... I still think I like it more than up.
0: I'm down with the message and everything, but it also just was a little heavy-handed, I thought, with the...
1: You're right, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh you're yeah, you're right about that, for sure. I just the 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 up, I felt like I was getting stabbed in the kidney great. with a rusty screwdriver.
0: Great film though, you know. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, I loved Wally. I thought it was awesome. I saw it in the theater twice.
2: No, no, well, I, mean, I mean we're we're like arguing like which is better, Porterhouse or filet mignon, <laughs> Yeah, <know? laughs> it's, you're absolutely It's a, right. it's a great argument to be having.
1: <laughs> it's true. What what uh who do you think should win? Best picture? Yeah, Avatar.
2: So so the nominees, I'm sure everyone knows it's Avatar, The Blind Side, District 9, An Education, The Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Man, Up and Up in the Air. I haven't seen Hurt Locker yet, and I hear it's tremendous, but
0: come on, dude. Avatar is the highest grossing film domestic and worldwide of all time, and it did it
1: in eight weeks. I think that Avatar is basically The Wizard of Oz. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's in color. Exciting, you know? Mm-hmm, you know. I don't know that that make, makes it the best.
0: Oh, I, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. I thought technically it was tremendous. I mean, there's no, there's no arguing that. But I really like the, like I like the performance of what's her face, Zoe Saldaña, so much. She, why, why can't our Saldana be that, ta- God, that talented? She did a great, <laughs> or that a, hot. She's the only hot talented Saldaña. She did apparently. a fantastic
1: job. She, she did really a fantastic did. job. God and the it. people
2: that animated that character did a, a tremendous yeah. job. Yeah, they did. I, they think, were, um, I think I have the Hurt Locker and Precious coming to me on Netflix tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Movie party at Gus's? No, no. <laughs> I'm no. going to walk over. I, I guess you told me I can show up at
0: your house uninvited whenever I want to. That's true. So I'm going to do it tomorrow night with some popcorn and a couple of beers. No, don't bring... We, we have...
2: We, popcorn's a big deal at our house. Don't okay. bring popcorn. I won't bring We, it. we are... We, we have the popcorn situation covered. <laughs> you know I can't eat popcorn anyway. So oh, shit. That sucks. That sucks. sucks. We, we, we are popcorn scientists at the Sorolla house. What's your what's the the uh, the brand du jour? Um, I, I can't give any of my secrets away. No, no. All right, it's, it, we got we got a machine. We have got like powders and mixtures. I and will say the last time I was I had popcorn at your house it was Jiffy
0: Pop on the oven.
2: Right, we've 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 come a long way since then. Okay, very fair enough. Are, we are experts. Not that there's anything wrong with Jiffy Pop. We have a dedicated popcorn machine.
1: Okay, good. Cool. That sounds exciting. We're, we're serious. Dedicated. That's not you have a <laughs> dedicated popcorn machine. Yes, it's nice. We're,
2: we're very serious. How about one tip for the fans at home? Um, use an air popper. Okay. It's the way to go. Microwave popcorn? Crappy. Hmm. Well, come
1: on. Doesn't everybody already know that? (laughs) Yeah, but
2: that's that's what everyone goes for. And (laughs) and, honestly, the air popper, it it doesn't cost very much, and it's just as fast as a fucking microwave, if not faster. And it tastes a million times better.
1: Microwave popcorn is one of those things that just never quite worked. I don't know. It's
2: convenient, I guess. But then, like, you pop a bunch of popcorn in your microwave, and then your microwave always smells like generic popcorn butter and... It's weird, like like that. It becomes yellow. I don't know. It is like fucks with like, the microwave. Like hit,
1: hitting that sweet spot in the popcorn bag where you don't overburn mm-hmm. the popcorn or underdo it, and then you have like too many seeds in there. I like trying to get in there where you ride that meaning. I think it's literally like three nanoseconds. My 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 microwave has a popcorn button, and it cooks popcorn perfectly every time
0: mm-hmm. by hitting the popcorn button. What the fuck? I, yeah, I so don't even own a microwave. It might be time so to upgrade face? the
1: microwave. <laughs> I, I don't know man I get technology it, so. I, it does vary from microwave to microwave there's no doubt about it definitely that. does Yeah,
2: the it popcorn does. button does help we have the popcorn button on the microwave here in the office mm-hmm. we also have a, a barcode scanner on the microwave boy that didn't office. turn out to be that, worth a damn day. no that didn't <laughs> that was a cool idea that fell flat I guess the theory was you could scan your food and it would know how to cook it or you could like build a database in it of like foods and cook times and stuff and turns powers. out that's a lot of work yeah it's a, it's a <laughs> manual process it, our microwave doesn't connect to the internet and download that information No. now if they could connect the microwave to the internet then we might be talking
0: i'll tell you, or if you didn't have to scan it you just like there was an internal scanner and you just stick whatever it is in and it mm-hmm. sees a barcode so you don't have to fucking pull out the little barcode pen yeah but i mean how, how many things there do you put in you the know. in
2: the microwave with still in the box with the barcode though that's true you have to, have to come up with some sort of a system. Can you
1: imagine like buying a steak and on the steak it's got like some sort of tattoo barcode on the surface? Joel, I
2: could not imagine it. buying a steak and sticking it in a microwave. who yeah, in the world what would the microwave fuck a steak? the is wrong with you? I am the ultimate That's the bachelor. F-
1: <laughs> That's
0: the most horrible thing I've there's ever heard nothing, in my life.
1: There's nothing you can't stick in a microwave.
0: You can bro- <laughs> you can broil a steak in your oven in like seven minutes.
1: Broiling's awesome. Uh, yeah. Every time I try and cook,
0: I I, to, I, it's bad. I was trying to explain that to my wife the other day. She was, I was asking what she wanted to do for Valentine's Day. We decided mm-hmm. not to go out and, you know, fight the crowds and stuff. So I told her I'd cook, like, a f- special dinner for her, a meal. And uh, I asked her what she wanted. She said that she wanted steak, maybe, but that it'd be too cold to grill. And I was like, well, I'll just broil it. And she gave me the weirdest look, like, why would you broil a steak? I was trying to explain to her, every steak
1: you eat at every restaurant is broiled. Yeah. Mm hmm. For the mo- well, like ninety nine percent of the time, mm-hmm. that's any, how many good are cooked. Steaks. It's true. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between baking and broiling, right? Like, and and to me, since I don't know a damn thing about cooking, hundred degrees and where you put it on the rack. No, no, no. Like, t- and and I could, I could, I could, I could where be the heat comes from. That's yeah. right. It's where the heat comes from. It's like, well, if it's heated from the top, if it's heated from the bottom, it's baking. and It's heated. I can't remember now. Yeah. But if it's over, it's uh, both. That, that's bro- it. It's broil, top and Bottom. Broil is both. Yeah. yeah. Broil is both. Baking is what? Just over bottom. Here? Bottom. Just bottom. Yeah. Do we need two terms? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a lot more complicated than that. Is someone who never
2: and broiling me. is a lot more high temperature. So the heat's a lot more intense. And typically, you put what you're broiling a lot closer to the heat. Like baking, you, you like put it in the center, and that's it. Broiling, you want to get it like if you're broiling a steak, you want to get it like one to one and a half inches away from your heat the, source. The, at the lowest
0: top. rack or at the top, yeah. And uh you uh, and you want to cook it on the don't, highest don't. heat possible.
1: Steak I, is a big
2: deal I, at the Cerrola House too. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no that's that's Wait, I've got a. No, system. I'm,
1: I'm, it's God bless. It you. needs to be a minimum it of be. 500 degrees. It should be a big deal. It should be. It's such a big deal to me. I'm scared to even even <laughs> try. You know, I, it's yeah. God, we should start our own. We, should, we start a food, with food podcast,
2: right? I'll talk about some food. Fuck it, dude. I'll talk about some food. Like for instance. I became a fan of Indian food last week. Now, that, that's how, could not, ama- how could
1: you not be a fan of Indian food? Now, that's
2: amazing to me because we took so many trips making commercials, and anytime Indian food came up, Jeff just wouldn't eat. Yeah, uh, and I would be like try some of this, try some of that. No, oh, no, nope, it's, nope, nope. it's great stuff. I don't stuff. like. I don't, Joel. I don't like anything, <laughs> I, and I'm trying so hard
0: to to break out of that because I'm. I've really gotten into cooking, and uh, it's hard to cook if you don't like seafood. If you only like Mexican food. It's really, I mean, I can only make enchiladas so many times, but I can only grill steaks so often. So I've been trying to expand my palate, and Griffin and I went to this, uh, we've probably talked about this before, but Austin has this thing where all the new restaurants are in trailers, and they're just in parking lots or in fields or whatever. It sounds kind of weird. Well, Griffin and I found an Indian restaurant called Garage Mahal, (laughs) and it's in somebody's backyard. And all the out, all the seating is outdoor and they cook it in a trailer and it's like sounds dining service. Like it sounds service, like a beer it's, commercial. It's, yeah, it, it kind of does. And it's in also this place called the Austin Bicycle Museum. And so there's all these crazy bicycles around you. Like there's this one, uh, bicycle that's a hundred feet long and it's a big snake. That's with crazy. Like 30 seats in it. Like there's all this nuts of stuff. And you just sit outside on picnic tables and eat gr- like Indian food out of this trailer. But it is so fucking tremendous. Let's, let's go.
2: Yeah, man, I'm down. They open at five o'clock every day. It's on Rainy Street. There's this uh, Korean restaurant you should come to with me one day up by uh, the Galaxy Cinema. It's real good.
1: Is there any food type that you don't like? Is
2: it trailer food? Because I only eat trailer food. <laughs> no, it's not trailer food. It's a it's a sit down. <laughs> is there any restaurant. is
1: there any food type you don't? like? I
2: don't like seafood.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying really hard to break out of that, but seafood's just fucking disgusting. I, I can't eat it.
1: God, it's the worst. I'm surra- I'm surrounded by people who don't like seafood. Yeah. Jack doesn't like seafood. No one likes seafood. It's hard, too, because, like, for me, because I just bought
0: this really expensive cookbook. Suppose it was the Epicurious said it was the cookbook of the year for last year. And uh, I get at home, and I go to the entrees. One entree that's not seafood.
2: Well, that's, a, Every that's not a good, other that's not a good entree entree cookbook, is a then. It's, not, they not, say it's not, is. That's not good diversity. That's how I it's fucked It's all up.
0: seafood? Had my Nigerian cornbread in there, and I'm not going to destroy that. Nigerian but. cornbread. That was, that was a mess. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I'm so I depressing. think the more you get, did into did cocaine, ask you for the more money to like free up yeah, and free yeah, more there's money there's from money. a band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really no, right. but I had to go. Insert joke here. I had to go all the way to the other side of town to an Indian grocery store to buy these seeds called Nigella because it called for them. It took me about two hours to track these seeds down. I went to like four grocery stores. I finally found them in this little Indian grocery store. Put all this work into it, and it was just of a mess. What it was disgusting! It, what,
2: do you remember where'd you find? Where'd you end up finding it? MGM is what it's called. I think I don't even know where that it's is.
0: It's on Burnett. Um, like, kind of up in Furniture Row area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just in a strip mall next to a shoe store. And it's just like tiny little Indian grocery store. It's actually really cool. Hmm. And it was, it was a cool experience. I saw some crazy stuff in that store. It's called M- MGM, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Interesting. You should look it up. I think my I mean, wife, my wife uh, they have a little lunch counter there, too, as well. Hmm. Well, it's no Garage Mahal, though. No, no, no. I don't think so. Garage Mahal is fantastic. You got to check it out. Now, we're,
2: we're, this This might be, like, the most food discussion we've ever had in a podcast. I
0: had this thing <laughs> at Garage Mahal. I think it's called Paneca or Paneka. Mm-hmm. It's an appetizer. I, I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong or saying the wrong thing. But it's, like, a bunch of vegetables smashed together and then deep-fried. Oh, come on. So it's like a, like a awesome. vegetable, deep-fried vegetable cookie, almost. P- probably that, one of the ten best things that I've ever put in my mouth. That sounds awesome. It sounds was awesome. so good.
1: Matt and I went to go get uh, Ethiopian food at one time when we were in L.A. And they had this thing called... I know, right? But... They have, there's this thing that's like It's in between rice and pasta It's some f- weird substance And it's mm-hmm. like a They bring it to you It's like an ace bandage And you unroll it And you stick your freaking food in and you eat that damn thing And it's awesome
2: Did you eat it with your hands? You're supposed to eat Ethiopian food with your hands. I totally You know, there's an Ethiopian head. place right over there, close to where we live, Jeff, and it's, I always want to eat there. I just never remember to go there. I've been meaning... It's called Aster's Ethiopian. Mm-hmm. And I've been meaning to
0: go there for a while because I have heard so many good things about that place from Me so too. many people. Everybody okay. seems to love it. Yep. And uh. Ethiopian food's supposed to be super spicy, too, which actually uh-huh. uh, I, like I that. love. Yeah.
1: But it's like when I was in LA, like... All, all the food there was great except for Tex Mex. They could not get Tex Mex right. California Mexican food is the worst. It's, it's right. Now that I'm in Austin, the Tex Mex food here is awesome. The burgers are awesome. Steaks are awesome. I feel like I can't find like any Asian food that's really hitting it yeah. here. I mean, it's just, uh, or like, you know, I'm not sure that like when you stray too far here in Austin, it just doesn't, I'm not sure. Yeah, the
2: Asian food is definitely lacking here. But that Korean place, uh, it's called Chosan Galbi. It's up there by Highland Mall. It's real good. What's the best Chinese food in Austin? Uh, there's not really very much good Chinese food. I might have to say Sun, Sun Hing. Hing, yeah. Um which is out there on the drag like across from Dirty Martins. And they deliver to us. So they deliver to you too as well. Yeah, yeah. Sun Hing's good, you should check that out. I well. can't really think of a decent place other than Sun Hing. The Chinatown downtown's alright. Yeah, it's okay. Super comparatively to everything else. Everything else sucks here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, comparatively
0: it's
2: good. I think that's probably just Texas as a whole, right? I don't know. Houston has a lot of good Chinese food. Oh, does it really?
0: Yeah. I've never I've had some Asian food there a
2: couple times that I wasn't too keen on. All right. Well, should we wrap up our food podcast? We yeah. Wrap guess, up uh, maybe we
1: should wrap up a burger and, and go eat next that. Next week, we should instead of music, we should start with a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll
2: do that. Well, we'll start planning like subliminal recipes, that, like uh, very quietly. Someone the please
1: incorporate a recipe into music.
2: What? Uh,
0: hey, Gus. What do you? Uh, what do you want to eat for lunch today? What do you feel like? I don't know. Something fast.
2: I got to edit the podcast to put it out today. Yeah, I got a lot of Bioshock work to do too. All right. Well, let's go get to it. All right. All right. Thanks ben, for listening. Bye, guys.